What up, guys? Some more college basketball action here for Saturday, February 25th. Got a great day of games on slate, so let's jump right into it. Now we start the day off in my favorite mid-major conference in the Summit League as St. Thomas takes on North Dakota. St. Thomas comes into this game as the 260th overall team in the hot debit power ranking. North Dakota is the 324th overall team. But, you know, obviously it's a St. Thomas team that I have really liked watching all year long. Have bet on them quite a bit. And, you know, overall, they're 9-8 and eight in conference play. Certainly not the best team in the world. And they've had their struggles on defense. But going into this matchup, even on the road against North Dakota, they have you know a very compelling argument and have been a very strong team this season a 52.6 effective field goal percentage for them they're also hitting 35.3 percent from beyond the arc i mean overall it's the st thomas team that just really does a good job shooting the basketball andrew road has led them with 16.3 points per game but not just you know overall shooting wise they've been really good from the free throw line as well hitting 78.9 percent of their free throws this season the eighth best team in the country in that category certainly a team you want on your side uh, in those late game situations and north dakota on the other hand isn't a terrible shooting team um, but are definitely a step behind the same time as squad for north dakota a 50 effective field goal percentage on the year and only hitting 34 percent from beyond the arc not to mention haven't been nearly as good from the free throw line only hitting 69.9 percent from the free throw line and yeah it's north dakota team that has looked better as of late but certainly still hasn't played great i mean we look back to the first meeting against st thomas they really struggled on the road and in one area that st thomas does a really good job at is the turnover department they're only turning the ball over on 15.3 percent of their possessions north dakota turning it over on 16.8 percent of theirs not to mention st thomas does a decent job on defense as well forcing turnovers on 17.6 percent of their opponent's possessions while north dakota only forcing it on 15.9 percent of theirs even on the road in this matchup i think it's a st thomas team that's just simply going to outshoot north dakota in this game i'm taking st thomas minus two here against north dakota now we head to the whack for this next game as Utah Tech takes on UT Arlington. Utah Tech comes into this game as the 251st overall team in the high debit power ranking. UT Arlington is the 244th overall team. And, you know, we're almost through the entirety of the 2023 season, and I can still not used to calling them Utah Tech um, over Dixie State. But nonetheless, it's a Utah Tech team that has played not great this season i mean they're 4 and 11 overall they do come into this game following a win over ut rio grande valley in their last game and, and offensively speaking utah tech has done a decent job shooting the basketball this season a 52.8 effective field goal percentage on the year they're also hitting 38.2 percent from beyond the arc they're actually the 15th best three-point shooting team in the entire nation this season um you know karen gooden has led the way for this utah tech team 16 points per game for him has been a very strong scorer for this team um, missed a little bit of time early on but has really looked good um as of late and it's not like ut arlington is a great team outside of utah tech they're still five and ten in whack play and in overall shooting wise ut arlington has not done nearly as well of a job this season a 45.7 effective field goal percentage only hitting 32.6 percent from beyond the arc Defensively speaking, neither one of these teams is great. One area that Utah Tech has been decent defensively is rebounding the basketball, pulling down 73% off the defensive glass. UT Arlington only pulling down 69.7%. But I think the key for Utah Tech in this game is really going to be 
to push the tempo and keep it fast to get up and down the court they're the 75th fastest team in the entire nation while ut arlington plays the 249th slowest um you know tempo in the entire country i think utah tech uses that to advantage combines that with how well they've shot the basketball this season um i think they get the win on the road in this game taking utah tech minus 102 here against ut arlington now we head to the Big Ten for this next one as Minnesota takes on Nebraska. Minnesota comes into this game as the 154th overall team in the Hot-Tibet Power Ranking. Nebraska is the 109th overall team. And obviously, Minnesota has had some struggles this season. I mean, they're 1-15 in, in Big Ten play. Don't have a win since their Ohio State victory back January 12th. Um, you know, in the first meeting against this Nebraska team at home, took them to overtime, but weren't able to overcome them in that game. End up losing that one in. And it's not like Nebraska has been a great team all season long, but as of late, the past month or so of the season, they have looked very, very strong. Coming to this game with wins in four of their last five games, um, you know, including a very strong win over Maryland in their last one. And overall, Nebraska isn't a great team, um, but they've certainly been better than this Minnesota team. They've done a decent job shooting the basketball, a 51 effective field goal percentage, hitting 31.9% from beyond the arc. Derek Walker has been a strong player for Nebraska all season long, 14 points per game for him. Um, and just purely shooting-wise have been the best team compared to minnesota minnesota only hitting a 48 effective field goal percentage and only 31.1 percent from beyond the arc not to mention minnesota is the dead last team from the free throw line only hitting 60.6 percent 363rd in the country now i can't hate on that too much nebraska is the 351st worth free throw shooting team in the country 63.6 percent certainly neither one of these teams is going to be winning any free throw shooting competitions but Nebraska has been fairly strong on the defensive side of things this season. Their shot defense has been fairly strong considering the competition level they've played in the Big Ten. A 49.6 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up, while Minnesota um, allowing a 50.4 effective field goal percentage. And Minnesota has really struggled from the perimeter, giving up 36.3% from beyond the arc, while Nebraska has held their opponents to 33.1%. Nine points is certainly a lot to lay with a team like Nebraska, but in this matchup, with how well they've been playing as of late at home against a team they already beat once i think nebraska takes care of business and gets a pretty big win in this game taking them minus nine here against minnesota now we head to the southland for this next game as houston christian takes on nickel state houston christian comes into this game as the 357th overall team in the high tibet power ranking nickel state is the 231st overall team and you know it's a houston christian team that certainly hasn't been good this season but here in their last few games they have went on a bit of a winning streak i mean winning three of their last four games now granted playing some of the worst teams in the entire country definitely the worst teams in the conference in that stretch of games but nonetheless you know that's really more games than they've really won all season up until this point as far as nickel state goes coming to this game following the road loss to new orleans a game that they kind of struggled in and just purely statistically shooting the basketball houston christian has not been a terrible team this season a 51.8 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're hitting 36.3 percent from beyond the arc bryson long has led the way for this houston christian team with 15.5 points per game um overall not a terrible team shooting the basketball and certainly not a terrible team on the offensive side of things. Nickel State has struggled a bit more offensively speaking, only a 50.5 effective field goal percentage and only hitting 34% from beyond the arc. Now, 
obviously houston christian has some problems on the defensive side of the thing as of right now they're the 363rd team in the entire nation in defensive efficiency coming to that dead last and really across the board it doesn't get great for them on defense now granted nickel state isn't much better they're 234th overall team um and they do a good job forcing turnovers but outside of that they've also struggled on the defensive side of things really what it comes down to in this game is houston christian getting 12 and a half points just makes absolutely no sense to me they're a team that can shoot the basketball and certainly they're a team that going up against a team like nickel state um you know shouldn't have a ton of problem with that defense both these teams like to push tempo get up and down the court and ultimately i think this is a game that houston christian keeps competitive um, and is able to stay in at least cover this spread taking them plus 12 and a half here against nickel state now we head to the Ohio Valley for this next game as Little Rock takes on Lindenwood. Little Rock comes into this game as the 325th overall team in the hot Tibet power ranking lindenwood is the 358th overall team and you know for their first season in division one lindenwood didn't do terrible 10 and 20 overall going into their final game of the year um here against little rock and it is a little rock team that on the road in their first meeting they were able to get the win over um you know very early on in ohio valley play here and in both these teams coming to this game following wins in their last one neither of them certainly had the season they wanted um but you know lindenwood has been a decent team shooting the basketball 48.6 effective field goal percentage isn't the best but they are hitting 35.8 percent from beyond the arc and keaton cole has been very strong all season long 13.2 points per game for him um, little rock on the other hand not a terrible shooting team but have had some struggles of 48.7 effective field goal percentage and they were only hitting 32.2 percent from beyond the arc my biggest concern with this little rock team is their shot defense it just has not been great giving up a 56.1 effective field goal percentage and allowing 39 percent from beyond the arc now don't get me wrong linda wood is is not a, a top team in the country in shot defense but certainly have the better shot defense in this game only giving up a 52.3 effective field goal percentage and holding their opponents to 35.3 percent from beyond the arc the key for linda wood in this game um, is going to be to rely a little bit on that shot defense but more importantly to slow the game down they play one of the slower styles of basketball in the entire country the 228th slowest team in the nation while little rock likes to push tempo get up and down the court the 29th fastest team um, in the country coming into this game i think similar to the first meeting if linden wood can control the defensive side of things um, i think they can get a lead and ultimately win this game taking them minus 110 here against little rock we go to the whack for this next game as southern utah takes on sam houston state southern utah comes into this game as the 138th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking sam houston state is the 122nd overall team and this is a game that certainly has a lot of implications in the whack um you know going into the final week of the regular season both these teams in the top three um behind only utah valley at the moment and both of them have had you know fairly strong performances this season obviously sam houston state started out very very hot a couple of very impressive um, power five victories to get the season going but they've just been a team that has shot the ball very very well this season a 51.8 effective field goal percentage in the year and they're hitting 39.6 percent from beyond the arc sam houston state is the third best three-point shooting team in the entire nation at the moment Kawhi grant has led the way for them with 13.5 points per game and offensively speaking sam houston state is just a very very good basketball team but southern utah isn't far behind a 52.4 effective field goal percentage on 
in the year and they themselves are hitting 35.6% from beyond the arc. But Southern Utah has struggled a bit more on the defensive side of the ball, giving up a 51.4 effective field goal percentage on the year um, and allowing 35.4% from beyond the arc. Sam Houston State only giving up a 49.6 effective field goal percentage and 34.5% from beyond the arc. Not to mention Sam Houston State is one of the best teams in the entire nation when it comes to forcing turnovers. They are currently forcing turnovers on 24.1% of their opponent's possessions. The ninth best team in the nation in that category, while Southern Utah only forcing turnovers on 18.2% of their possessions. The 72nd team in the country in that one. Um, and overall, it's the Sam Houston State team that I have really liked watching this season. I've really liked betting on this season. I mean, um, coming into this game, what, they've won like nine of their last 10 games. The game before that being the loss at Southern Utah in the first meeting. I think, you know, with how well they've played since then, and in the revenge spot coming off of that game at home in this one, I think this is a game that Sam Houston State really just looks to slow down, play their slower style of basketball, um, and make Southern Utah, you know, take bad shots and, and really struggle to push tempo. Taking Sam Houston State minus five here against Southern Utah. Now, before we get into the second half of Saturday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbets.com. We got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing pigs being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there. Follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I'm putting up. And also on Betstamp where you can get early access to all of the picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least for watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Saturday's card. And let's get into these second half games. Now we head to the Colonial for this next one as Towson takes on UNC Wilmington. Towson comes into this game as the 111th overall team in the hot tip bet power ranking unc wilmington is the 175th overall team and you know going into the last game of the season here in this one these are two teams that are both looking to get something going maybe get hot you know go into the colonial conference tournament um and maybe you know go and upset charleston or, or do something get back on track because both these teams while they've been good and been near the top of the conference you know um certainly aren't the best they aren't the charleston um, of the colonial this season but they both played well you know Towson has shot the ball well this season a 51.1 effective field goal percentage and they've been very good from the perimeter hitting 37.6 percent from there UNC Wilmington though not super far behind them a 48.7 effective field goal percentage has struggled a bit more from the perimeter only hitting 33.6 percent from there but UNC Wilmington has been a very strong team on the defensive side of things only giving up a 49.5 effective field goal percentage and holding their opponents to 30.7 percent from beyond the arc Towson on the other hand giving up a 49.3 effective field goal percentage and 34.2 percent from beyond the arc not to mention UNC Wilmington has been very strong in the turnover department forcing turnovers on 20.9 percent of their opponent's possessions Towson only forcing turnovers on 18.1 percent of theirs offensively they turn the ball over pretty much the exact same 18.3 um, percent of the time for both teams but in this game, obviously a game where both these teams want to win to, to end the regular season out strong. I think at home, it's a UNC Wilmington team that has just been playing very, very good basketball. Comes into this one, closes it out strong against the Towson team. Taking Wilmington plus two here against Towson. 
Now we head back to the whack for our, our third whack game of the day. Probably the most whack basketball I've ever bet on in a given day. But we got Utah Valley taking on Abilene Christian. Utah Valley coming into this game as the 107th overall team in the odd to bet power ranking. Abilene Christian is the 143rd overall team. And obviously Utah Valley has been playing some very, very strong basketball this season. They're 12 and 3 overall in conference play. But they do come into this game following the win over Tarleton State um, in their last game. Abilene Christian has struggled a bit more this year you know overall have really just been an average team um they're five and nine in conference play have dropped their last three games including a wednesday night game against Stephen f austin where they went to double overtime um, but couldn't pull that one out and offensively speaking neither one of these teams is really a great shooting team utah valley only a 49.8 effective field goal percentage hitting 31.5 percent from beyond the arc abilene christian a 50.3 effective field goal percentage and they've been decent from the perimeter hitting 35.9 but the the reason I love Utah Valley in this game and the reason Utah Valley has been such a great team all season long comes on the defensive side of things for Utah Valley coming to this game is the 44th overall team in defensive efficiency while Abilene Christian is the 251st overall team and really when we just purely look at shot defense for these two teams they couldn't be much more opposite i mean utah valley is only giving up a 44 effective field goal percentage they're the fourth best team in the entire nation in that category while abilene christian is allowing a 56.7 effective field goal percentage the 359th team in the country um you know from the perimeter more of the same story utah valley holding their opponents to 31.4 percent from beyond the arc while abilene christian giving up 37.5 percent from there overall it's a utah valley team that has controlled the whack all season long you know here through conference play have been playing some very very good basketball and going up against an abilene christian team that they already beat once by 30 points at home i think going on the road in this game coming off the loss in the last one um they write the ship get it back going in the right direction taking utah valley minus two here against abilene christian next up we head to the big east as depaul takes on marquette depaul comes into this game as the 114th overall team in the high tibet power ranking marquette is the 34th overall team and Really, DePaul this season, more of the same from them. You know, a, a decent performance in non-conference play. Granted, no great wins there, but then completely fall apart in Big East play. Coming into this game on a nine-game losing streak, including a game against Marquette at home um, where they lost by 20 points earlier in the year. And as far as Marquette and Shaka Smart go right now, playing about as best basketball as they can. They're 14-3 and three overall, haven't lost a home conference game all season long. And, and overall, they remain one of the top offensive teams in the entire nation. Coming to this game third in offensive efficiency while DePaul is the 141st overall team. And really, as well as Marquette has shot the ball, it doesn't get much better. A 56.5 effective field goal percentage, 30 35.1% from beyond the arc. Cam Jones leads the way with 15 points per game. Um, I mean, overall, what Shaka Smart has built, offensively speaking, for this Marquette team um, is sort of unstoppable at the moment. And DePaul, on the other hand, has just not shut the ball nearly as well. Only a 49.2 effective field goal percentage. They are hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc, but certainly hasn't led to a ton of points being scored by any means. And one area that Marquette, outside of just shooting-wise, has been very, very strong is in the turnover department. Offensively, they're only 
turning the ball over on 15.3% of their possessions, while DePaul turns it over on 18.1% of theirs. And Marquez also done a really good job defensively forcing turnovers, forcing turnovers on 22.9% of their opponent's possessions, while DePaul only forcing turnovers on 17.8% of theirs. Overall, it's just a Marquette team that has been playing very, very well. And obviously, 15 points is a ton to lay in a matchup like this one. But I think with how well Marquette shoots the ball, with how bad the DePaul defense has really been this season, um, I think it's another game where they win pretty handedly. Taking Marquette, minus 15 here against DePaul. Now, we head to Spokane, Washington for this next game as St. Mary's takes on Gonzaga. St. Mary's comes into this game as the 18th overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Gonzaga is the fifth overall team. And, you know, obviously, St. Mary's got the best of his Gonzaga team at home in the first meeting. Now, that game did take overtime. And even though St. Mary's won by eight points and covered, it certainly wasn't pretty. It certainly took a lot of luck just to get that game to overtime. And it was a St. Mary's team that struggled tremendously at times in that game. But nonetheless, that win has catapulted them here into this situation. Already have a share of the West Coast Conference Championship. And if they beat Gonzaga here, they're going to knock Gonzaga's streak off. So certainly a lot to play for um, if you're St. Mary's in this game. But Gonzaga also has a ton to play for. Obviously keeping um, that streak alive. And it's a spot for Gonzaga where you don't necessarily want to be going against them. I mean, obviously, we saw a similar situation play out earlier in the year. Loyola Marymount, who had beat them at home. Now, granted, certainly a lesser team than St. Mary's. Um, but then Gonzaga goes on the road and absolutely just blows the doors off. Win that game by, like, 50 points and offensively speaking Gonzaga is the best team in the country shooting the basketball at 57.9 effective field goal percentage hitting 37.5 percent from beyond the arc but let's not act like St. Mary's isn't a good shooting team as well a 52.7 effective field goal percentage and 36.6 percent from beyond the arc but if St. Mary's really wants to stay competitive in this game and go into the kennel um, and keep it close they're going to need to show up defensively which they didn't do a great job of in the first meeting I mean St. Mary's is the sixth best team in the country in defensive efficiency while Gonzaga is the 86th overall team and the St. Mary's shot defense has played very well this season only giving up a 45.5 effective field goal percentage and holding their opponents to 32.3 percent from beyond the arc Gonzaga has struggled a bit more defensively giving up a 52.1 effective field goal percentage and 34.9 percent from beyond the arc for St. Mary's in this game they need to slow it down they need to play a slow style of basketball and rely on that defense to give them opportunities St. Mary's is the 359th lowest team in the entire nation while Gonzaga plays the 40th fastest style of basketball in the country as many reasons as there are for me to not go against Gonzaga in this game and it's certainly a spot where you, you would probably lean Gonzaga in most cases it's just a St. Mary's team and a Randy Bennett team that I absolutely love this season. Um, and I think it's the year. I think it's the year the streak comes to the end. Um, and that might be a little hopeful considering they're five and a half point underdogs and I'm not betting the money line, but I think they at least keep it close. I think they keep it competitive. Um, I think they, they keep that, you know, line on the edge going down to the final buzzer, taking St. Mary's plus five and a half here against Gonzaga. Now, we finished the day in Corvallis with a Pac-12 showdown between Oregon and Oregon State. Oregon comes into this game as the 41st overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Oregon State is the 206th overall team. And obviously, it's an Oregon team that I have 
not loved all season long. I, I keep betting against them. I keep fading them, and it's, it's at varying levels of success, if we're being completely honest, but they have struggled a little bit here in their last few games. Coming to this one on a three-game losing streak, including losses to Washington in Washington State in their last two games. Now, granted, Oregon State did the exact same thing, and on the whole, Oregon State has certainly struggled more in conference play, only 4-13 and in Pac-12 play, but they have showed up in certain circumstances and, and at home they haven't been a terrible team i mean offensively speaking they're not the greatest team in the world only a 46.8 effective field goal percentage and they're only hitting 32.2 percent from beyond the arc oregon certainly the better shooting team in this matchup a 51.4 effective field goal percentage um, but even oregon has struggled a bit from the perimeter only hitting 31.6 um, oregon state though is very competitive on the defensive side of things and certainly you know matching up against this oregon team um, two teams that you know can compete on that side of the ball oregon state only giving up a 49.1 effective field goal percentage on the season while oregon is giving up a 48.1 oregon state is also holding their opponents to 32.5 percent from beyond the arc while oregon giving up 33.9 percent not to mention oregon state's done a pretty good job forcing turnovers on the defensive side of things forcing turnovers on 18.7 percent of their opponent's possessions while oregon only forcing them on 16.8 percent of theirs and obviously it was an oregon team that did get the victory um, at home in the first meeting a nine point win in that game but it's an Oregon State team like I said that has played very competitive at home and getting eight and a half points at home in this matchup just does not make a ton of sense to me do I have a little bit of a bias going against this Oregon team certainly but I think this is a game that Oregon State is more than capable of keeping close I'm taking them plus eight and a half here against Oregon